Section 7 of The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 4, by Anonymous. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Griffin. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 4, translated by Richard Burton. Section 7, 258th Night to 260th Night. When it was the two hundred and fifty-eighth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the prince of true believers said to that merchant, Bring me fifty loads of stuffs, such as come from Cairo, and let each one be worth a thousand dinars, and write on each bale its price, and bring me also a male Abyssinian slave. The merchant did the bidding of the caliph, who committed to the slave a basin and ewer of gold and other presents, together with the fifty loads, and wrote a letter to Allah al-Din as from his father, Shamza al-Din, and said to him, Take these bales, and what else is with them, and go to such and such a quarter wherein dwelleth the provost of the merchants, and say, Where be Allah al-Din Abu al-Shamat, till folk direct thee to his quarter and his house. So the slave took the letter and the goods and what else, and fared forth on his errand. Such was his case. But as regards Zubaydah's cousin and first husband, he went to her father and said to him, Come, let us go to Allah al-Din and make him divorce the daughter of my uncle. So they set out both together, and when they came to the street in which the house stood, they found fifty he-mules laden with bales of stuff, and a blackamoor riding on a she-mule. So they said to him, Whose loads are these? He replied, They belong to my lord Allah al-Din Abu al-Shamat, for his father equipped him with merchandise, and sent him on a journey to Baghdad city. But the wild Arabs came forth against him, and took his money and goods and all he had. So when the ill news reached his father, he dispatched me to him with these loads, in lieu of those he had lost, besides a mule laden with fifty thousand dinars, a parcel of clothes worth a power of money, a robe of sables, and a basin and ewer of gold. Whereupon the lady's father said, he whom thou seekest is my son-in-law, and I will show thee his house. Meanwhile, Allah al-Din was sitting at home in huge concern, when, lo, one knocked at the door, and he said, O Zubaydah, Allah is all-knowing, but I fear thy father hath sent me an officer from the Kazi, or the chief of police. Quoth she, Go down, and see what it is. So he went down, and, opening the door, found his father-in-law, the provost of the merchants, with an Abyssinian slave, dusky complexioned and pleasant of favour, riding on a mule. When the slave saw him, he dismounted, and kissed his hands, and Ala al-Din said, What dost thou want? He replied, I am the slave of my lord Ala al-Din Abu al-Shamat, son of Shams al-Din, consul of the merchants for the land of Egypt, who hath sent me to him with this charge. Then he gave him the letter, and Ala al-Din opening it, found written what followeth. Ho thou my letter! When my friend shall see thee, kiss thou the ground, and buss his sandal shoon. Look thou high softly, and thou hasten not. My life and rest are in those hands so boon. After hearty salutations and congratulations, and high estimation from Shams al-Din to his son, Abu al-Shamat, No, O my son, that news hath reached me of the slaughter of thy men, and the plunder of thy monies and goods. So I send thee herewith fifty loads of Egyptian stuffs, 
together with a suit of clothes, and a robe of sables, and a basin and ewer of gold. Fear thou no evil, and the goods thou hast lost were the ransom of thy life, so regret them not, and may no further grief befall thee. Thy mother and the people of the house are doing well in health and happiness, and all greet thee with abundant greetings. Moreover, O my son, it hath reached me that they have married thee, by way of intermediary, to the Lady Zubaydah the Lutist, and they have imposed on thee a marriage settlement of ten thousand dinars. Wherefore I send thee also fifty thousand dinars, by the slave Salim. Now when Allah al-Din had made an end of reading the letter, he took possession of the loads, and, turning to the provost, said to him, O my father-in-law, take the ten thousand dinars, the marriage settlement of thy daughter Zubaydah, and take also the loads of goods and dispose of them, and thine be the profit. Only return to me the cost price. He answered, Nay, by Allah, I will take nothing, and as for thy wife's settlement, do thou settle the matter with her. Then, after the goods had been brought in, they went to Zubaydah, and she said to her sire, O oh, my father, whose loads are these? He said, These belong to thy husband, Allah al-Din. His father hath sent them to him, instead of those whereof the wild Arabs spoiled him. Moreover, he hath sent him fifty thousand dinars, with a parcel of clothes, a robe of sables, a she-mule for riding, and a basin and ewer of gold. As for the marriage settlement, that is for thy reckoning. Thereupon Allah al-Din rose, and, opening the money-box, gave her her settlement, and the lady's cousin said, O oh, my uncle, let him divorce to me my wife. But the old man replied, This may never be now, for the marriage tie is in his hand. Thereupon the young man went out, sore afflicted and sadly vexed, and, returning home, fell sick, for his heart had received its death-blow. So he presently died. But as for Allah al-Din, after receiving his goods, he went to the bazaar, and buying what meats and drinks he needed, made a banquet as usual, against the night, saying to Zubaydah, See these lying dervishes! They promised us and broke their promises. Quoth she, Thou art the son of a consul of the merchants, yet was thy hand short of half a dirham. How then should it be with poor dervishes? Quoth he, Almighty Allah hath enabled us to do without them, but if they come to us never again will I open the door to them. She asked, Why so, when as their coming footsteps brought us good luck? And moreover they put in a hundred dinars under the prayer carpet for us every night. Perforce thou must open the door to them, and they come. So when day departed with its light, and in gloom came night, they lighted the wax candles, and he said to her, Rise, Zubaydah, make us music. And behold, at this moment someone knocked at the door, and she said, Go and look who is at the door. So he went down and opened it, and seeing the dervishes, said, Oh, fair welcome to the liars. Come up. Accordingly they went up with him, and he seated them, and brought them the tray of food. And they ate and drank, and became merry and mirthful, and presently said to him, O oh my lord, our hearts have been troubled for thee. What hath passed between thee and thy father-in-law? He answered, Allah compensated us beyond and above our desire. Rejoined they, By Allah we were in fear for thee. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the two hundred and fifty-ninth night, 
she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the dervishes thus addressed Allah al-Din. By Allah we were in fear for thee, and naught kept us from thee but our lack of cash and coin. Quoth he, Speedy relief hath come to me from my lord, for my father hath sent me fifty thousand dinars, and fifty loads of stuff, each load worth a thousand dinars, besides a riding mule, a robe of sables, an Abyssinian slave, and a basin and ewer of gold. Moreover, I have made my peace with my father-in-law, and my wife hath become my lawful wife by my paying her settlement, so laud to Allah for that. Presently the caliph rose to do a necessity, whereupon Ja'afar bent him towards Allah al-Din, and said, Look to thy manners, for thou art in the presence of the commander of the faithful. Asked he, How have I failed in good breeding before the commander of the faithful, and which of you is he? Quoth Ja'afar, He who went out but now to make water is the commander of the faithful, Harun al-Rashid, and I am the wazir Ja'afar, and this is Mazrur, the executioner, and this other is Abu Nawas Hassan bin Hani. And now, O Allah al-Din, Use thy reason, and bethink thee, how many days' journey is it between Cairo and Baghdad? He replied, Five and forty days' journey. And Jafar rejoined, Thy baggage was stolen only ten days ago. So how could the news have reached thy father, and how could he pack up other goods and send them to thee five and forty days' journey in ten days' time? Quoth Allah al-Din, O oh, my lord, and whence then came they? From the commander of the faithful, replied Ja'far, of his great affection for thee. As they were speaking, lo, the caliph entered, and Allah al-Din rising, kissed the ground before him, and said, Allah keep thee, O prince of the faithful, and give thee long life, and may the lieges never lack thy bounty and beneficence. Replied the caliph, O Allah al-Din, let Zubaydah play us an air, by way of housewarming for thy deliverance. Thereupon she played him on the lute, so rare a melody, that the very stones shook for glee, and the strings cried out for present ecstasy, O loving one! They spent the night after the merriest fashion, and in the morning the caliph said to Allah al-Din, Come to the divan to-morrow. He answered, Hearkening and obedience, O commander of the faithful, so Allah will, and thou be well and in good case. On the morrow he took ten trays, and, putting on each a costly present, went up with them to the palace, and the caliph was sitting on the throne, when, behold, Allah al-Din appeared at the door of the divan, repeating these two couplets, Honor and glory wait on thee each morn, thine enviers' noses in the dust be set, ne'er cease thy days to be as white as snow, thy foeman's days to be as black as jet. Welcome, O Allah al-Din, said the caliph. And he replied, O commander of the faithful, the prophet, whom Allah bless and assain, was wont to accept presents. And these ten trays, with what is on them, are my offering to thee. The caliph accepted his gift, and, ordering him a robe of honor, made him provost of the merchants, and gave him a seat in the divan. And as he was sitting, Behold, his father-in-law came in, and, seeing Allah al-Din seated in his place, and clad in a robe of honor, said to the caliph, O oh, king of the age, why is this man sitting in my place, and wearing this robe of honor? Quoth the caliph, I have made him provost of the merchants, 
for offices are by investiture, and not in perpetuity, and thou art deposed. Answered the merchant, Thou hast done well, O commander of the faithful, for he is ours and one of us. Allah make the best of us the managers of our affairs. How many a little one hath become great. Then the caliph wrote Allah al-Din a firman of investiture, and gave it to the governor, who gave it to the crier, and the crier made proclamation in the divan, saying, None is provost of the merchants, but Allah al-Din Abu al-Shamat, and his word is to be heard, and he must be obeyed with due respect paid, and he meriteth honour and homage and high degree. Moreover, when the divan broke up, the governor went down with the crier before Allah al-Din, and the crier repeated the proclamation, and they carried Allah al-Din through the thoroughfares of Baghdad, making proclamation of his dignity. Next day, Allah al-Din opened a shop for his slave Salim, and set him therein, to buy and sell, whilst he himself rode to the palace, and took his place in the caliph's divan. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. When it was the two hundred and sixtieth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Allah al-Din rode to the palace, and took his place in the caliph's divan. Now it came to pass one day, when he sat in his stead, as was his wont, behold, one said to the caliph, O commander of the faithful, may thy head survive such an one the cup companion, for he is gone to the mercy of Almighty Allah, but be thy life prolonged. Quoth the caliph, Where is Allah al-Din Abu al-Shamat? So he went up to the commander of the faithful, who had once clad him in a splendid dress of honour, and made him his boon companion, appointing him a monthly pay and allowance of a thousand dinars. He continued to keep him company till one day, as he sat in the divan, according to his custom attending upon the caliph, lo and behold, an emir came up with sword and shield in hand, and said, O commander of the faithful, may thy head long outlive the head of the sixty, for he is dead this day. Whereupon the caliph ordered Ala al-Din a dress of honour, and made him chief of the sixty, in place of the other, who had neither wife nor son nor daughter. So Ala al-Din laid hands on his estate, and the caliph said to him, Bury him in the earth, and take all he hath left of wealth and slaves and handmaids. Then he shook the handkerchief, and dismissed the divan, whereupon Ala al-Din went forth, attended by Ahmed al-Danaf, captain of the right, and Hassan Shuman, captain of the left, riding at his either stirrup, each with his forty men. Presently he turned to Hassan Shuman and his men, and said to them, Plead ye for me with the captain Ahmed al-Danaf, that he please to accept me as his son by covenant before Allah. And Ahmad assented, saying, I and my forty men will go before thee to the divan every morning. Now after this, Allah al-Din continued in the caliph's service many days, till one day it chanced that he left the divan, and returning home dismissed Ahmad al-Danaf and his men, and sat down with his wife Zubaydah, the lute-player, who lighted the wax candles and went out of the room upon an occasion. Suddenly he heard a loud shriek, so he rose up, and running in haste to see what was the matter, found that it was his wife who had cried out. She was lying at full length on the ground, and when he put his hand to her breast, he found her dead. Now 
Her father's house faced that of Ala al-Din, and he, hearing the shriek, came in and said, What is the matter, O my lord Ala al-Din? He replied, O my father, may thy head outlive thy daughter Zubaydah, but O my father, honor to the dead is burying them. So when the morning dawned, they buried her in the earth, and her husband and father condoled with and mutually consoled each other. Thus far concerning her, but as regards Allah al-Din, he donned mourning dress and declined the divan, abiding tearful-eyed and heavy-hearted at home. After a while, the caliph said to Ja'far, O wazir, what is the cause of Allah al-Din's absence from the divan? The minister answered, O commander of the faithful, he is in mourning for his wife Zubaydah, and is occupied in receiving those who come to console him. And the caliph said, It behoveth us to pay him a visit of condolence. I hear and I obey, replied Ja'far. So they took horse, the caliph and the minister and a few attendants, and rode to Ala al-Din's house. And as he was sitting at home, behold, the party came in upon him, whereupon he rose to receive them, and kissed the ground before the caliph, who said to him, Allah, make good thy loss to thee. Answered Allah al-Din, May Allah preserve thee to us, O commander of the faithful. Then said the caliph, O Allah al-Din, why hast thou absented thyself from the divan? And he replied, Because of my warning for my wife, Zubaydah, O commander of the faithful. The caliph rejoined, Put away grief from thee. Verily she is dead and gone to the mercy of Almighty Allah, and mourning will avail thee nothing, no nothing. But Ala al-Din said, O commander of the faithful, I shall never leave mourning for her till I die and they bury me by her side. Quoth the caliph, In Allah is compensation for every decease, and neither device nor riches can deliver from death. And divinely gifted was he who said, All sons of woman, I'll be long preserved, are born upon the bulging bier some day. How then shall joy man, joy or taste delight? upon whose cheeks shall rest the dust and clay. When the caliph had made an end of condoling him, he charged him not to absent himself from the divan, and returned to his palace. And Allah al-Din, after a last sorrowful night, mounted early in the morning, and, riding to the court, kissed the ground before the commander of the faithful, who made a movement as if rising from the throne, to greet and welcome him, and bade him take his appointed place in the divan, saying, O Allah al-Din, thou art my guest to-night. So presently he carried him into his seraglio, and calling a slave-girl named Kut al-Kulub, said to her, Allah al-Din had a wife called Zubaydah, who used to sing to him and solace him of cark and care. But she has gone to the mercy of Almighty Allah, and now I would have thee play him an air upon the lute. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. End of section 7 Recording by Griffin